Jamal Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, episode 37. I just realized you can do this, and if you have a family, you can do this with a family. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe podcast. That intro was from our beautiful little girl, Saora. Uh, you know, this is a family affair, and uh, she announced that this is episode number 37. And I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. We are episode at number 37, which I can't believe. Um, and uh, each week, our, our mission is to educate, empower, and inspire you to live healthier. So uh, in this episode, we are joined by Monique of Brown Vegan. And uh, just a little background uh, before we dive into this episode. For most of you who are not aware, I do share this with people who are uh, are close to me or uh, come into the center, our clients, that I am a foodie. Though I eat healthy, I love finding delicious tasting foods that also feed and nourish the body. And I'm always in search of recipes and new things, new foods to eat and how to prepare them. So I am a big fan of food channels on YouTube. I frequent them often. Um, I use recipes. It gives me a lot of ideas. And I came across Monique's channel not too long ago. And, uh, you know, I was looking at some of her videos and I'm like, man, we got to get uh, Monique on the show. So that is how uh, Monique has joined us this week. And um, the name of her uh, her show and her whole mission is Brown Vegan. Yeah. So um, we came, had her on the show and the whole premise of the show is just how to help families to eat healthier. And uh, Monique has certainly done that. And uh, just to read a little bit um, about her before we dive into the show, I just want to share this with you. You know, Monique is on a mission to help you start and stay on a vegan journey with your family. And after being on this journey with her own family since 2010, she knows how simple, delicious, and long-term this lifestyle can be. So um, did you want to share anything, Jamal, before we dive in? Yeah, I just think that this is going to be a great show because a lot of times uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not always about just going vegan, but definitely about eating more plant based, getting more vegetation in your lifestyle. And um, there are a lot of people that do want to to go vegan or vegetarian. Uh, They just don't know how to make delicious meals so you know they get tired of uh you know just the the basics and uh you know it doesn't do anything for them so you know she really uh you know makes some really good foods so um i think that this will be a good show one helping you to kind of navigate and, and find your way on this journey yeah definitely so if you're someone who wants your family to eat healthier, um, Monique gave some great advice and tips on how to do that because it's all about our families. And if you make prepare foods in your home, you have the power to heal your family and to get them on the right track in terms of living healthier and having a healthy lifestyle. OK, so let's dive into this week's interview. Hi, it's Kim and Jamal here, and we are joined by Monique from Brown Vegan. Hi, Monique. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Greetings, Monique. 
Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, definitely. And thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. And we're so excited to share the, this information with our community today. Definitely. So, uh, Monique, I uh, came across you online. Um, I mentioned in the previous conversation with you that I am a foodie and I love delicious, healthy food. Um, so before, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with Monique of Brown Vegan, uh, can you share who you are with our community? Yes. Yeah, so basically, I started my own vegan journey in 2010. And um, after being a vegetarian for two years. And so because I have a family, we're a family of five, I decided that we were going to do it together because I wasn't going to cook multiple meals anymore. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I started my blog, um, brownvegan.com, and basically where I would share recipes and tips and things like that of how to get started from, you know, on a vegan journey from a family perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I was struggling a lot in the beginning because I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of information out there from the family perspective. It was a lot of like super, super, uh, I guess, healthy recipes. And that's all good. But when you're trying to feed a family who is used to eating a lot of bad food, (laughs) it's kind of hard to transition them to it. So at the end of, I guess I would say 2011, at the end of the year, I went out to have lunch with one of my cousins. And she said, you know what you should do? You should start doing YouTube videos and share people, you know, show people how to be vegan using video because it's so important because people think this food is gross. And I thought it was gross, too, until I knew you. I mean, start doing it with you. And so because of that, I said, you know, I was a little nervous about YouTube, but I decided to go on there. And I just basically share like recipes and tips and just help families transition in the most, you know, down to earth way possible because, you know, like I said, I really felt like I needed that information and I just think it's so important to, sh- you know, pass it on to the other families and just to show that you can really do this as a family because a lot of people think you can't. So that's basically how I got started and what I do and uh, with, my, with my own family and with other families. You, you uh, said, said a couple of great things there that I, that I would like to uh, touch on. Um, but before we get to them, um, you went from, uh, you said that you were vegetarian and then you um, made the um, transition to vegan. What you know? What sparked that transition into uh, veganism? Yeah, so it's crazy because first of all, I didn't even want to be a vegetarian. <laughs> I mm. decided that I wanted to eat healthier, but I didn't think that meant being a vegetarian. I just thought it meant me not eating a whole lot of processed foods with my family. Mm-hmm. And so I read when I was a vegetarian when I decided to become one. I read a book called Skinny Bitch back in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that I saw um, being a vegetarian or vegan as an option. So I decided at that point that I didn't really want to eat any animals anymore. I wanted to just do it, you know, to be a little more healthier. But then in 2010, when I read, uh, are you guys familiar with Sister Vegan by Grease Harper? I did hear of that before. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I read that in 2010 and it was the first time that veganism resonated for me as a woman of color, as a black woman, as a black American, because. Up until that point, I always saw veganism as something, you know, blue eyes, uh, blonde hair, people who were well off. I never really related to it. Mm -hmm. So um, it was the first time that I saw it from an animal rights perspective, the first time I saw it from an environmental perspective, and of course, the health um, perspective as well. So at that point, I was like, oh, no, I can't contribute to this anymore. I really want to do better. It's bigger than me and my family. How can I, you know, be better for the planet? just be a better eater, just overall be a better person. So 
Yeah, that's that's what sparked it, reading that book by uh, Sister Vegan. And so because that book resonated so much for me, I was like, okay, I know that other black women would want to see someone that looks like them that is showing how this lifestyle looks, you know, um, in a very, I guess, approachable way is mm-hmm. what I try to aim for to make it so that it's really easy for people to say, okay, I can try this at least, opposed to just kind of like, well, it doesn't relate to me, I don't care, you know? So. Yeah. That's how it looked for me. Yeah, and you know the interesting thing we we uh, spoke about this when we had uh, Richard Campbell. He's a uh, vegan bodybuilder. When we had him on the show, he's a also a Rasta, and just that that transition for for black people into veganism is actually quite different than it is for uh, for other people. Um, you know what we observe is that a lot of times it starts out on a health journey. Um, most of us start as uh, vegetarians right. and we transition into veganism and it's more about the health. And then, um, you know, our reality opens up to other things, you know, on on our journey, you know, and then we're listening to you and it's, it sounds like, you know, your journey was the same. Do you normally see that with um, other black people as well as they transition into, you know, more plant based in, in a veganism lifestyle? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty rare that I see people from the other side. Usually when I meet other black vegans, it's usually for health reasons, and then they kind of end up on the environmental and the ethical reasons. But um, I would say, though, it's funny because even though as a vegetarian, I was thinking of it more of a health. Once I became a vegan, it was all at that point all about the ethical environmental things. Mm-hmm. And then the health came back later on. Okay. <laughs> it's so interesting how that. Yeah, isn't it interesting how that worked? But yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, no, I can't I can't contribute to these industries anymore. I have to, you know, I got to get it together over here, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah, and, that's how it looked for us. And then you pointed out something about, you know, just the family and um, just how you made that decision where you weren't going to keep making separate meals. And a lot of times, Mm -hmm. a lot of times people struggle with that because they're, um, as women, they're trying to provide and make these uh, meals for the family. And a lot of times it gets tiring making both meals. And a lot of times um, women give in, they give in uh, to having to make, you know, double and triple meals. So they go back, they go the other way. They go back to eating the, the way that their family eats as opposed to bringing their, their family over. So, um, I think that's great and inspiring, yes. um, for, for more, um, you know, families, entire families to convert over to eating a, a healthier lifestyle. And that really comes down to, um, Making the food taste good, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. People want to eat, yeah, they want to eat wholesome, delicious foods. So you know, if they can make the food taste good, um, that is important. And for you to see that that's a problem because a lot of times, with a lot of dishes out there, you're right, it's not family oriented. So it'll be um, smaller portion sizes, not necessarily enough. Uh, for families and right. and the translation somehow it gets lost if you you, you take a recipe um, and you double it for your family and the taste is lost it tastes completely different 
when wow. it's a, a larger, you know, when you just increase it, the somehow the spices is off. So a lot of times people try to make it larger and um, it doesn't taste it doesn't taste the same. Right. So uh, the, yeah. the fact that you, you, uh, you're gearing it toward, you know, families and, and making, you know, uh, meals that are geared toward them in the, in the right proportions is great. Like, did you find did you find that in the beginning when you were trying to make larger sizes that the that the um, that the taste was off, or did you just automatically make adjustments? Well, at the beginning, because I have to say this too, this is another issue, I guess, that happened for us, and this is why I always like to share this. I was not a cook before I became a vegan. Mm, right. Even mm-hmm. as a vegetarian, I didn't really cook a whole lot. I was just used to kind of buying whatever was on sale, tossing it in the oven, and we ate that kind of thing. So getting adjusted to actually cooking was a lot for me because most of our food is, you know, it's better. So it's usually more healthier, more from scratch, things like that. And so that was just a big mindset shift. I was like, oh, my goodness, I am chopping a million vegetables a week. And this is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know if I can do this. But I guess my point is, if I can do it, I know anyone can because I did not like cooking before this. And this is from somebody who grew up with a father that cooked really well and always made us food from the garden and everything. So, yeah, I will say that, um, like, doubling the recipes was an issue for me, too. I totally agree with you, Jamal. I I noticed a lot of the flavor was lost. And the reason why I didn't know to make adjustments to that is because I wasn't much of a cook. Mm, (laughs) So I thought it was kind (laughs) of... So I just kind of thought that it was like, okay, uh, is it supposed to taste like this? Is this? And then I was just, I remember at one point I was like, oh, I see why people don't go vegan because this food is not very good. Mm. So it just really, <laughs> it really is about being open to experimenting and understanding that a little bit of salt goes a long way and that it's okay to seek out people who kind of eat the same way that you do because I felt like I was finding things that weren't very, uh, <laughs> uh, things that we would normally eat. So right. it felt really good to seek out things that felt really familiar. Mm-hmm. So I just you have to just be really, really open to experimenting. It's just like so it's so it's a key. You have to be open to experimenting and exploring different options. And so um that made a huge difference. But yeah, in the beginning I definitely struggled with, you know, doubling a recipe and the spices and things not <laughs> lining up. It's just yeah. like, oh, uh, this is something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um Monique, on one of your, you know, I watch your YouTube channel, of course. <laughs> and uh, one of your videos, you went shopping with, um, I guess, some of your children. I think it was two of your sons. And um, it was like they were part of the process. Um, do you include your children in when you're making food? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest tips that I would give for anybody who is doing this with their family is to get your family involved in the process because that truly made a huge difference for us. Um, because here's the thing, kids are more likely to eat something that they had a part in making. So right. they help me grocery shop. Yeah, they help me grocery shop. They help me prep the food. They help me cook the food. They're not going to turn it down because it's like a part of their, it's a part of them at that point. You know, right. they right. help make the decision. So um, I don't always take my kids to the grocery store because they are budget busters because they will find, <laughs> <laughs> they will bust my budget all the way open. So I don't always take them, but I do, especially if it's kind of like, we'll go into the produce department and my middle son or my youngest, I'm not sure which one, I have three boys. They're the reason why we start eating young Thai coconuts because I would like go in the store and we'll say, okay, um, pick something out that we've never tried before and we'll go to Google and see how we're supposed to prepare this. Mm. And so that's how we start eating young Thai coconut. We make ice cream out of it. 
we drink the water, you know, it's just like a fun way for us to spend time together. So getting the family involved is so, so important. Right. I think that's a great point. Um, Yeah. Getting the family involved. That's definitely what uh, what we do uh, with our daughter. So or from the very beginning, her being a part a part of it, because you're right. They're excited. They want to taste it. And um, it's it's just good as far as um, bonding and, and education is is concerned Absolutely. and and they're learning how to to prepare healthy meals at an early age right. so so that's definitely powerful um yeah and, giving them the foundation right giving them I the, mean, yeah yeah giving them the foundation because uh you know we we own a holistic center in New Jersey so we're all about all about the health and we really try to get people to um to begin on a healthy path and to practice uh prevention as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, um, just getting their backs against the wall and being being sick and having to fight themselves out of it. Because especially in the black community, you know, we're really leading um, the country in so many different areas as far as um, illnesses are concerned. So, um, you know, to start our children out early, uh, do, doing the right thing is, is so powerful, right. um, which kind of leads us to just the state of, you know, the, the health of, of our families and things like that in our country. Like what what is your perspective on um, the overall health of um, of the United States? Wow, we're we're really it's like a state of emergency. It really is like, mm-hmm. um, oh, man, I, where do I start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the I try not to focus I will say this I try not to focus too much on the problem and mm-hmm. more so on the solution right. and I think that the biggest solution would be to show families and just people in general that they can transition in a way that doesn't look like just salads and smoothies and right. being healthier in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're make, you're making a sacrifice. Cause I always hear that word a lot. I know you guys probably hear that too. Like, Oh, I'm, li- I'm deprived. I'm losing out. It's a sacrifice. Mm. And I think it's important to show people that they can pretty much take all of their favorite foods and make a vegan version out of it. Yeah, so right. overall, yeah, I mean, it's a state of emergency, but we have to, but we know, we know, that texture and flavor is so important. And when we can figure out how to way to get people, you know, people to enjoy the texture, enjoy the flavor, um, change your mindset a little bit about, you know, because it is a little different when you're first starting, right. um, getting people comfortable with that, then that would be the solution is helping as many people as possible transitioning in a way that doesn't feel like it's taking away from who they are. Because I think a lot of times people feel like they're losing that. Mm-hmm. Especially around the holidays, they're like, "Oh my goodness, I can't have my grandmother's macaroni and cheese and stuff like that." You kind of feel like you're because food is so, you know, such a big part of who we are. Right. Yeah. So I think the so yeah, definitely we are in a state of emergency as a country. But if we focus on figuring out how we can get people to trans- transition in a way that feels good to them then we kind of that's our solution, I believe. So right. I mean, you just really kind of touched on something indirectly and that's just the the connection that we have with with food uh mm-hmm. we, we just did a show um with mark uh schnapser schatzker um, we just mm-hmm. did a show um and, and it was about uh the flavor the flavors in food and just that that natural connection uh that we have uh you know psychologically to certain flavors so mm-hmm. um you know that 
that is a very important piece, you know, people having uh, familiar tastes and uh, and things of that nature. And what and what we find is that, um, you know, as people make the transition um, and, and they grow in it, it actually opens their palate up and they start eating even more of a variety of foods because, right. you know, a, a, a lot of times people think that they have they have more variety than they really do, because when I sit down and really kind of look at what people are eating, they're eating the same things over and over, and over again. <laughs> Thank you. I just had this conversation with someone yesterday. I, just, I literally had this conversation yesterday because I said that people always say that being vegan, they feel limited, but I feel like it's the opposite because right. you're eating the same thing every day when you're not a vegan. You're just eating your chicken three different ways. Right. So you're going to fry it, you're going to bake it, or you're going to put it in the stir fry. Right. But it opens your whole world up. And I think that's, see, that's another thing, Kim and Jamal, that I think people struggle with is because we are so accustomed to eating the same six or seven fruits and vegetables that we don't think that there's anything else out there. So that's why we're like, I don't know if I can transition because what am I going to eat? Because we're, we all kind of grew up on, you know, uh, some green beans and some corn, corn and things like that. But we didn't grow up on cauliflower and avocado and, and, and you know, uh, eggplant. Right. So we don't think that there's anything else out there. But, oh, my God, it's like a whole garden out there of options. And right. You don't know that before you're vegan because you're used to eating the same few fruits and vegetables. So, so, so true. So, so true. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you take the chicken out and uh, it's like, oh, no, what am I going to eat now? Meanwhile, it's thousands upon thousands of, of other things to eat. So. Um, so, yeah, like I, I just think that um, it's just a matter of, of, of people being open, being, being uh-huh. open and, and just allowing themselves to see that, you know, they're transitioning into even more variety. Because I know for us, I mean, we're always trying you know new dishes yeah and uh-huh. and we we try so many new dishes and add on a lot of times we forget some, the, some, uh, some of the, <laughs> our old favorites you know <laughs> we look back like man we haven't had that in months right and, 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 it, and, and it's <laughs> a good thing That's yeah a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing and it's something that we love <laughs> and, yeah and we bring it back into into the rotation you know so um it, i feel like it's endless it's endless. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so I know you, you, you know, you do your thing online as far as as far as helping people. Um, tell us about uh, your your work that that you're doing right now um, to help people with uh, this this process of eating healthier and plant based. Yeah. So what I do is I have, of course, a, of course, a YouTube channel, and I also have a podcast too, where I. Um, interview other vegans because there's so, so, so much power in the story. Mm-hmm. And I know that listening to other people's transition is more relatable than, you know, maybe reading something or just being able to hear that somebody else can understand any other issues you're having about transitioning, I think is so important. So um, my podcast, I love to focus on interviewing other vegans. And I also share some of my experiences too and tips and things like that, kind of like solo episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing like speaking gigs. Um, I just wrapped something up in January in Buffalo and basically I helped, um, some families transition to, um, a vegan lifestyle. Um, I have a book that I like that I have out. Um, and basically I try to do, I guess every other month or so I try to do a, like a masterclass Mm -hmm. where I take one subject and I teach this through training and I give them a workbook and we have a Q and a session, just a way to work with me one-on-one. 
if someone is interested in that. So um, that's basically what I'm doing right now. I really want to expand and do like more cooking demos and things like that. But right now, mostly everything that I do is online. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, Kim, she uh, kind of, you know, got uh, introduced to you through uh, YouTube and she's a visual person. I'm an auditory person. I actually got introduced mm-hmm. to you originally through, through your podcast um, uh, li- by listening on there. Uh, can you tell everyone what's the name of uh, of your podcast and how can they um, you know tune in? Yeah, it's Brown Vegan Podcast, and you can go to um, iTunes and just search Brown Vegan, or go to brownvegan dot com, and I have a, a podcast tab with like all of the episodes and everything on there. Okay, great. And how yeah. um, how often do you air? I'm trying to get on a weekly schedule. <laughs> so right now it's like once or twice a month. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard doing everything yourself. But of course, um, yeah. my goal is to be on a weekly schedule. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, every Saturday is my goal. Okay. I think that's great. And mm-hmm. and then as far as uh, your, um, your YouTube channel, it's the same thing, Brown Vegan? Yeah. If you search Brown Vegan on YouTube, my channel will come right up. And uh, how often do you air on there? Is it just random or do you have a set schedule? That's another thing. So I used to be kind of more random, but I'm more, I'm working on being more consistent over there as well. So my goal is every Tuesday, a new video on YouTube. Okay, nice. And it's just like a recipe or a tip or something like that. Mostly a recipe. Has Has anyone ever, you know, approached you or, or you know, tried to coach you into opening a restaurant or anything like that? Yeah, it's funny. One of my one of my uncles has been doing this for like the last year, trying to get me. He's like, "I'll invest in you. Let's do this." But I'm not really interested in that. Yeah. Um. I like. Look, I want to have a life in <laughs> restaurants. Right. And I feel like restaurants will require too much work for me. So I'm not really interested in that type of dedication. But you know, it would be funny to have like not funny, but I guess a little more fun to probably have a food truck. Mm-hmm. But even that requires a lot of work. So. I don't know. I just, I already feel like I work a lot on this kind of stuff. So I just only imagine what it looks like to, you know, food service overall. It's just hours and hours of dedication. And I just, I just want to have fun and hang out with my kids and stuff. I don't really want to be dedicated to that. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. No, you, you hit it on the nose. Um, I think you're thinking about it the right way. I mean, yeah. we're, we're business owners and, you know, we had to to learn the hard way about the other other side of of business and that's just the um you know the time commitment so uh if, if you want your time it's, it's definitely uh you know uh something to think about but um you know maybe something you could think about in the future is you know bringing on some people that you can you know train them and you you know you kind of get into the food industry you know as it's more of a CEO and you have yeah. you have people that that run the food truck and they and, and they they run the restaurant and you just kind of oversee it so you're not just kind of you know in in the trenches uh you know all all day long taking time away from you you and your family right well it's one thing that i am thinking about doing and this is and this is I actually bought the domain and everything so i guess it's going to happen i want to do dining with brown vegan so mm. basically mm. take a group of 10 to 15 people and we dine together. Like we'll have like a four or five course meal. Uh, we'll talk about transition to vegan life, and it'll be like very fun. We'll have great music. Um, I just 
I've been thinking about this for about two years now, and I just need to, like, do it, you know? And yeah. I just need to find a location to do this in. And I would love to do that quarterly, just kind of get these people together, and we'll just, like, you know, talk about vegan life and eat great food. So I would love to do something like that. That sounds like a great idea. Definitely. Yeah. More intimate. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love that. Now, we, we have a lot of um, listeners that... You know, they um, maybe not necessarily interested in uh, being totally vegan, but um, more plant based. Um, and, and they just uh, they, they struggle uh, with that. And, um, you know, we try to, you know, be that that support system. Are there any, you know, basic recipes that um, that you could share with our listeners that, you know, that's delicious that they can kind of. Uh, you know, uh, try on their own and build a little confidence? Yeah, I think it's always important to start with things that you already love. And I figure, I figure most people love spaghetti, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something we all are familiar with. And I think that's a perfect meal to get started with to build a little, like you said, build a little confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of using, um, you know, beef or turkey inside of your spaghetti sauce, you can use you know, uh, Beyond Meat, I love their meat crumbles. Mm-hmm. Have you guys tried those yet? We've tried Beyond, Beyond meat. meat, but not the crumble. Right. Yes. So like the Beyond Meat crumbles, which is like a ground beef. I, I'm telling you, the first time I tried it with my own family, they didn't even know that it was. <laughs> because you just mix you mix it in with the sauce and you, you know, saute some onions, some more garlic, put that in there with some oregano. And you can put that into the sauce. And if you don't want to use Beyond Meat, you can use some cooked lentils or some sauteed mushrooms. Just put that into your sauce. And um, a lot of times with the box spaghetti in the store, uh, most of that stuff is already naturally vegan. You know, the ones that are made out of quinoa, they have ones that are made out of rice. Right, and, right. You know, the flour ones. Most of the stuff in the grocery aisle is already vegan. Of course, you just have to check the labels, but just put your marinara sauce in there and you're ready to go. Really simple, you know, garnish it with some basil. <laughs> Real simple, really familiar dish. And I think just taking some of your favorites and figuring out ways to make those vegan and delicious for yourself is just like the perfect way to start. Yeah. So spaghetti. I always say spaghetti because <laughs> that's <laughs> something that everybody is familiar with. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, I think that I think that's great because one is super simple. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of times people, you know, they look at these elaborate, you know, recipes where just you, you have you, you need a recipe just to make one of the ingredients, <laughs> you know. And, right. <laughs> right. And, and uh, a lot of times people get discouraged. So to um, to have Absolutely. something yeah, really basic, just a, a classic dish that they could just, um, you know, throw a few things together and, and they have something. Uh, that that's uh, that's plant based. I think that that's great, and um, that's something that a lot of people can can do today. <laughs> as yes, absolutely. To yeah, absolutely. Because I think it is very easy to be discouraged. Because unfortunately, and I know this from my own experience, when you're first starting, you come across a lot of the ones that are people who are more chefs. And I know that we can, you and I and Kim, we can make that now. But when we first started, maybe not. So I think it could be very discouraging when you first get started to come across a lot of the chefs who are making everything so beautiful and elaborate. And the food is amazing. But when you have a family and you're busy and you're working, the last thing you want to do is come home and spend two hours making one meal. Right, you know, right. anything you want to spend two hours prepping for the week, not making your whole just one meal. So right, yeah. I think sometimes we come into this and we overthink it. And I get it because I used to overthink it a lot. 
because we were just like, okay, how do I put a meal together? How do I do this? How do I do that? And we don't realize that we really can make it as simple as our lifestyle allows us to make it. Right. It doesn't have to be complicated. So I definitely get that. Yeah, I remember when we first got started, um, we got this one cookbook. I don't remember the name of it, but every single uh, recipe in there was just this elaborate, you know, in, intense, <laughs> you know, meal where, like you said, it's like two hours just to make one meal. I don't think I made one, one thing out of that cookbook either. <laughs> I think I just looked at the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It had, it had some beautiful pictures in it. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think I had a cookbook like that too when I first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't make anything I... in there. Because you had to like, you, you, you needed a recipe to make some of the spices and you know you had to you know it was it was intense yes and the broth even the broth had to be homemade I'm yeah. like oh my and you know what and you know what's so funny it's kind of like and you know one of my friends is um he he is one, well actually I'm friends with his wife but they're transitioning and he was saying I told him I said well you don't have to make because I think we actually end up getting the same cookbook now I don't know if we all talk about the same book but he <laughs> he got the book and he was just like so frustrated because he said it took him like four hours and I said well wh- what did you make and I we were going over the recipe and I was like well you didn't have to make it like that you could have you know there's a little hacks in there you could have purchased right, it already right. made a couple of these ingredients and he was like but I was afraid I was going to do it wrong so I yeah. think I get that if you're not a cook I get that because I used to be the same way. It's right. like, oh my gosh, I can't use vegetable broth that's already made because this recipe would have called for it if it was okay, you know? So right. I get that. I definitely get that. So, yeah. so um, what advice would, would you give to uh, our listeners and just people out there that are really, you know, just kind of starting out on this journey of, of, of being plant-based, eating more, uh, you know, vegetable-based dishes and getting into veganism what type of advice would would you give them on on their journey yeah number one is just be gentle with yourself I think we are so hard on ourselves and we don't even give ourselves enough credit as far as counting some of the small victories Mm -hmm. if you're switching out your milk if you right now if you're drinking cow's milk or using cow's milk in cereal and cooking and you switch that out to almond milk and you switch it out to coconut milk or any of the other options out there that's huge that's an amazing start. Um, I think that that's a great way to get started is to just start switching out your milk, start switching out your butter. Um, adding a green smoothie, believe it or not. I feel like drinking green smoothies in the morning, like having, you know, some spinach and some fruit and some water. I felt like it always used to set my day up to eat better throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, just starting your morning off of that. Um, and then always, I always say this because I kind of, I feel like I said it like three times already, but figuring out how to make your favorite meals vegan mm. is really helpful. Yeah. Really, really helpful because it'll, it'll keep you going. You're like, okay, I can do this. At least for me, I felt like, I was like, oh, I can keep doing this because I figured out how to make this macaroni and cheese good, you know? Because I, I remember at one point I was like, if the macaroni and cheese isn't right, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> 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 so when I was able to do that, I was like, okay. So just being open to, you know, changing, because it's a change, it's a good change, but either way it's a change, you know, so being open to the change, being gentle on yourself, starting your morning off with like a green smoothie or some type of juice, it really will set the rest of your day up and incorporating some of your favorite meals and figuring out how to make those vegan. I think those are some great ways to get started. Uh, Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's great. It really um, builds that bridge so that people can transition properly and, and they don't feel so lost. Right. 
Yeah, so I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah. I, I know that you have a um, kind of like a, uh, a starter kit, right? Yeah. So it's, um, it's a vegan starter kit basically for people who are really just trying to figure out where to get started as far as, you know, what a vegan is, meal planning, and some recipes, and some resources that I have. And I just put that together. It's only about six or seven pages mm-hmm. of some information, like introductory information, so that you can feel confident about, okay, this is what this looks like um, if I want to get started on a vegan journey. Yeah. And um, six, six or seven pages. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. And that's at um, brownveganvip.com. Okay. So that you can sign up for that, yeah. So, um, so they'll they'll uh, they'll sign up, and then uh, you'll you'll uh, send that to them. Yes, they'll automatically get it in their email, and it's a PDF with just information on you know how to get started and some recipes and resources. Okay, yeah, that's great. I mean, six or seven pages is perfect because yes. when you see that it's so short, you'll sit there and pretty much read it through and get the information you need, as opposed to you know kind of getting intimidated if it's a hundred pages. And, uh, and, <laughs> right. not, and not reading it, so uh, exactly. so now that that that's that's perfect. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will find that useful. And then for people that uh, you know just want to uh, you know stay connected and and you know just follow you, um, you know what what um, avenues can they take? Yes, um, I'm brown vegan everywhere. So that's um, brownvegan.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I try to keep it all the same. So Brown Vegan is how you can connect with me anywhere online. Okay, perfect. And uh, um, before you go, are there any, um, you know, parting words you would like to share with our viewers? Yeah. Just, I mean, our listeners? Right. Just realize you can do this. And if you have a family, you can do this with a family. So believe that and know that. And there's so much information out there. I mean, things have changed a lot since 2010 when I transitioned. So if you're worried about losing some of your favorite foods, I promise there's a replacement for everything these days. So have fun, get be open to experimenting, and I promise that things will get so much easier for you. Nice. And uh, before we go, for all the information that we discussed in this episode, Monique's contact information, information on her starter guide, uh, just go to jkhealthtribe.com and type Monique in the search box and you can gain access to all that information. And Monique, thank you for joining us. This was so fun. Thank you. And uh, this is definitely going to help so many people that listen to it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Have a good one. You too. too. Take care. So that is the conclusion of our interview with Monique of Brown Vegan. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode, but most importantly, you received value from it. And before we go, um, just a couple of things. One, we've teamed up with Audible Books, so you can download a free Audible book um, of your liking and also try their service free for 30 days. Just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash books. That's jkhealthtribe.com forward slash books and download your free Audible book today. And if you do not like the service, feel free to cancel it before 30 days, but you still keep get to keep that audible book and lastly you know we love doing these shows we receive great support and great feedback but we just ask that you continue to share this show so we can spread our message to help people and families live healthier and make sure you shoot over to jkhealthtribe.com and join our email list so you can stay abreast of everything that jamal and i have coming down the pike in the future okay so until next time live healthier